Hi, I'm Stephen Apt, and here at Divine Savior Church, we believe that the message of Jesus truly changes lives. And so it's my prayer that as you listen to this message, that it does change your heart, uh, that it brings you peace and hope once again today. After you listen to it, if you wouldn't mind subscribing and liking, uh, we'd be grateful for that so that more people can hear the message of Jesus. Thank you. This morning we continue in our series called No Greater Hope. And what we've been doing is looking at the, the hope that our God gives to you and to me. Not just the hope of eternal life, which is true. Through Jesus' death and resurrection, you and I have the hope of eternal life. And yet through Jesus, we also have hope today. And this morning, we're going to see that Paul says that this hope is wrapped up in a mystery. Many of us actually like mysteries. Uh, I know that many of you listen to true crime podcasts uh, as you figure out the mystery of what happened. I know that many of you like mystery books because I know many of you exchange books uh, with each other as you're reading these thrillers and mysteries because you've given me some <laughs> and I've read them because I like mysteries. Uh, some of you like docu-series or documentaries on the mysteries of the pyramids or the mysteries of Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster, all these things that are mysterious that we like to dig into and try to figure out. But there are some mysteries that hit a little more closer to home uh, that maybe aren't so much fun, like what to get mom for Mother's Day. The mystery of what is my kid going to eat tonight for dinner, because despite them saying they wanted this and I made it, now it's dinner time, they don't want it. So what do they actually want? The mystery of, for us husbands, what to get our wives. Because despite her saying she doesn't want anything, we know better. <laughs> so what to get her? There are all these mysteries in life, and we like mysteries. And some of them are murky that we have to try to figure out, and, and we can figure out. But what we see today is the mystery that Paul reveals to us through the Word is something that you and I could never figure out unless if it's revealed to us. So what we're going to do today is we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to see what the mystery is, how the mystery is distributed, and what the mystery means for our life here today and how it brings you and I hope. Paul writes about this mystery to uh, the Ephesians in 60 A.D., Paul's writing from prison. And in chapter 3, here's what Paul writes. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise of Christ Jesus. Let's stop right there. Uh, notice how Paul starts. For this reason, I, the prisoner Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, and then there's a dash. Why? 
this is the editor's way of telling you Paul digresses from his point. He makes his point all the way through chapter 2. We're dead in sin. By God's grace, we've been saved. uh, And it's only through Christ that we are saved. Not our works so that no one can boast. And now, at the end of chapter 2, he talks about how we are all through Jesus brought into one family. We are members of God's household, citizens of God, and that uh, we are his holy temple. And Paul says, therefore... For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles. And then he stops. Because what doesn't he want the Ephesians to do? Despair. Be discouraged. Because what did he just say? For your sake, I'm a prisoner. Oh, that makes me feel really bad. And, And Paul's pastoral heart goes out to his people. And he says, I don't want you to be discouraged. In fact, if you jump down to verse 13... He says, I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged. And so in order to, for them not to be discouraged, he digresses into this whole thing about the mystery of Christ. And here's what he says. You've heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation as I have already written briefly. Paul says, I've had this mystery revealed to me. The mystery that no one could figure out. And what was the mystery? That through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. What is the mystery? It could be summed up this way. That salvation is for all people through Jesus Christ. Not just the Jewish people, but the non-Jew as well, all through Jesus Christ, that they all are one in him. That is the mystery that was revealed to Paul. And Paul says, this has been made known to me, and now this is what I do. I go and I reveal it to others because this is what God has gifted me with. This is the mystery that's been revealed to me, and I need to make it known. And he says, so don't be discouraged, because I'm doing exactly what God has gifted me to do. The mystery has been revealed to me, Paul says. Now, before we go on, some of you who uh, maybe have your doubts about Christianity, um, are questioning Christianity, you look at this and you say, hold on a second, Paul. This sounds a little kooky. Because what did you say? This has not been made known to people in other generations as it now has been, And so are you saying, Paul, that you're one of those guys that went out into the woods and God supposedly appeared to you, gave you this message, and you came out and you're you're saying, hey, this wasn't available before, but now the mystery's been revealed to me. Listen to me. No. What is the mystery that's been revealed? It's been no mystery that God wants salvation for all people. That's true. Old Testament. Adam and Eve sinned. What did God say? I'm going to send someone from the woman's line to destroy the devil's work. To crush Satan's head. The serpent's head. Abraham. All nations on the earth are going to be blessed through you. Isaiah. God says that he's going to gather all nations to himself. Salvation is for all. Then what is the mystery? It's not that God wants to save all nations. It's how he would accomplish that salvation. It wasn't the what, it was the how. 
And no one could know it before then because Jesus Christ had not come, he had not died, he had not risen from the dead. Now he had. And Paul says, this has been revealed to me. And it hasn't to other generations because salvation hadn't been won yet. And now it's clear. And as we sit here today, this mystery has been revealed to you as well. That's your first point. The mystery is revealed to us. We can't figure this out on our own. It has to be revealed to us. And if you want proof, take a look at Paul's life. Before he was a servant of the gospel, before he was going out and administering and distributing the message of this gospel, what was his life? He was a Pharisee. He knew the 39 Old Testament books probably better than anyone else. He was a protege. He was the next best thing in the Jewish religion. And despite having the Old Testament scriptures, which said that God wants all nations to be saved, that it, through Abraham all nations on the earth would be blessed, what did Paul do? Killed Christians. He was a contemporary of Jesus. He was alive when Jesus died. He was alive when Jesus rose. And yet, he still was against Jesus. Until when? Until God revealed the mystery to him. God had to make plain the mystery of the gospel because the gospel is not something you go and figure out. The gospel is not something you can go out and just find. God reveals it to you through the word. Do you know what's not a mystery? The law. No matter your background, I'm sure you know the golden rule. Love others like you want to be loved. Love others. We know that. We know we're supposed to love others. That's not a mystery. What is a mystery is that through Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. What is a mystery is that through Jesus Christ, eternal life is yours. What is a mystery is that your good works cannot get you to eternal life. It's only on Christ's works that you have eternal life. That is a mystery, and that is what is revealed to us through the Word of God. And notice what he says. The mystery is that the Gentiles, non-Jewish people, the Greeks and non-Jews, are heirs together with Israel. The mystery that you are going to inherit God's kingdom through Jesus. The mystery that we are members together of one body. That all of us Christians are one in Christ. And we are sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. For those of you that own stocks, you own shares. And that's what Paul's saying. You have stock, so to speak, in the promise in Christ Jesus. And you can cash in on that, those promises. What are those promises? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That is the promise that God makes to you in Christ Jesus. Eternal life through him. The promise that we are all justified freely by his grace through the redemption of of Christ Jesus. The, the promise that you are declared not guilty 
of any of your sins through Jesus Christ. The promise, when Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life, whoever believes in me will live even though they die, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. The promise of the resurrection and the life for you. The promise that you're not an outsider, but you are members of one body in Jesus. And so through Jesus, through faith in him, he brings you in. There are no outsiders in in his kingdom, but he brings you into his body. The promise that you get to inherit eternal life, the forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ is yours. And the only way you know that is by God revealing it to you. That is the mystery that is revealed to us. We can't figure this out on our own. We can't go out and live our life and just find this mystery. God reveals it to us through his word. And so the question we have to ask ourselves today, do we treasure this message? Are we wowed by this message? Are we amazed by this message? This mystery that's been revealed to us or are we despising the word of God? Now, I don't think any of us here would say, well, yeah, I'm despising the word of God. I don't think any of us would say that. And yet, what is our heart attitude as we come to worship? Do we count down the minutes until it's over? Or do we come with eager, active listening ears? I get to hear the mystery of the gospel again, that God forgives my sins. As we, come to, uh, as we are at home and we open up the Word, do we open up the Bible? Is it something we have to do? Or is it something we get to do? Because look, the mystery is revealed to me. The gospel that God has revealed. What is the attitude of our hearts as we come during the week to a, a, a small group or a Bible study? Is it, I've committed to this so I have to go? Or is it, I get to grow again? in the mysteries and the depths of God's grace? What is the attitude of our hearts as we approach the mystery of the gospel that's been revealed to us? Do you know what is something so amazing that I get to do every week here and that I get to do again? I get to reveal the mystery to you. I get to tell you today that through Jesus Christ all of those sins are forgiven. I get to reveal to you again that through Jesus' death on the cross he took all of your sins and he died for you. That that Jesus always had an active, eager heart for the word of God to hear the mystery of God again and again. Despite him being God, he couldn't get enough of God's word for you and then he took all your sins and he went to the cross so that he could announce forgiveness of sins to you again and again and again and so here the mystery of the gospel revealed to you once more your sins are forgiven in Jesus life eternal is yours God's revealed it to you in his word once again it's revealed to you Paul says And then what does Paul do with it? 
he reveals it. Look at verse, or, uh, starting at verse 7. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I'm less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to the eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through him, or through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. Paul says, not only has the gospel been revealed to me, the gospel, the mystery, is revealed through me. And that's your second point. The mystery is revealed through us. Paul says, now it's, it's my job. I get the gift. I'm a servant of. I get the gift of going out and revealing this mystery to other people and make it plain to them. Something that they could never find out on their own. I get to make plain as I tell again and again of what Christ Jesus has done for us. And you and I have that same privilege. How do I know? Look at verse 10. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God is made known. Through the church. What are we? We are the church of God. And it's through the church that the many-sided wisdom of God is made known. The gospel is made known through us, the church. Some of you uh, may think that you don't need the church. Maybe you're watching online and you're thinking, I don't really need to be part of a Christian congregation. Paul would say he has no idea what you're talking about. Paul would say, that's not true. Look what he says. Through the church. The church is a necessity. Now, I'm not saying that you can't be a Christian if you're not part of a church. That's not what Paul's saying either. But the manifold wisdom of God is made known through what? The church. It's kind of like this. Uh, C.S. Lewis once talked about three friends. We'll call them A, B, and C. And he said, A, B, and C, they hung out all the time uh, a, B, and C had a great time together, and then B died, and it left A and C. And A thought to himself, as sad as I am that, that B is no longer here, the silver lining is, is that now I don't have to share C. I, I get C to myself, and we can have a good time together. But what did A find out? That there were aspects of C that only B could bring out. That C only laughed his deep and hearty laugh because of something witty that B would say. And so even though he had more time with C, he didn't see the many sides of C as when B was there. The same is true for the church in Jesus Christ. We can know Jesus. We can believe in Jesus. We can, yes, we, we can have salvation through Jesus, but the manifold wisdom of God, the many sides of the mystery of the gospel is made known through what? The church. As we grow together in our Savior, we see different sides and the manifold wisdom of the gospel 
as we come together as a church. And it's through us that the gospel is revealed. Through us, the gospel is revealed to our children. Through us, the gospel is revealed to people who don't know. Through us, the gospel is revealed to those who do know, but love to hear the message again and again. We get to reveal the message to all people. But did you catch who else we get to reveal it to? This is pretty incredible. Look at verse 10. His intent is the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. Who are the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms? We've heard this phrase in Ephesians already, haven't we? Ephesians chapter 1. Do you remember, do you remember what we said they were back then, a couple weeks ago? Satan and his demons. The rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Satan and his demons are powerful spirits. They're dark spirits that, that want only evil. And they want one thing, to destroy you and to destroy me and to separate people from Christ. It's been their number one goal since Adam and Eve fell into sin. Actually, before that, when they rebelled and, and got cast out of heaven, their number one goal is to destroy people and bring them away from Jesus and to cause all kinds of chaos in, our, in, in this world. What do we get to do as a church? When we come together, we get to proclaim and make known the manifold wisdom of God to Satan and to his demons. And what do we make known to them? Christ wins, you lose. Every Sunday when we come together and we actively hear the word of God, eagerly, can't wait to hear the, the mystery of the gospel revealed to us again, to sing praises to Jesus, to pray to him. Every time we do that, what are we saying to the devil and his demons? You lose, Jesus wins. Try as you may to stop the gospel. The gospel will be spread to the ends of the earth. You lose. Paul from prison, writes, don't be discouraged because the gospel message is being spread even through this because the devil can try to chain me. The, the devil can try to imprison me and influence people to do that. But through the church, the manifold wisdom of God is made known to the devil and his demons that they lose and Jesus wins. Salvation is for all people and the message will spread. And that's what's happening today. Despite, being, despite Christian persecution being at an all-time high in history around the world, the gospel message is spreading to more and more people. Because despite his best efforts, Satan's lost. Jesus has won. And soon, he will end. As Jesus comes back, he will be cast into hell forever where he will suffer and get his due punishment for everything that he's caused in this world, and we proclaim that to him as we come together as a church. Christ wins, Satan loses. And so do you know what Paul says? He says, in Jesus Christ, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and with confidence. Paul says, I'm in jail. I'm in prison for preaching the gospel. But guess what's happening? The gospel's still spreading. The mystery of the gospel is being revealed through the church, not just through me. And he, he says, and, and now, even when I'm in prison, what do I have the freedom to do? Approach God with freedom and with confidence because of Christ Jesus. 
Do you see the hope this brings to your life? It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter the suffering, the hardship, the difficulties. It doesn't matter what Satan throws at you and and wreaks havoc in your life. If he brings suffering of all kinds, you can still approach God in freedom and with confidence because of Jesus. And you can look at Satan and you can say, nothing is going to separate me from God through the love of Christ. Nothing. No suffering. No hardship. The gospel has been revealed to me and I am the Lord's. And I will see him in the land of the living. I am confident in that, like David said. Because you lose, Satan. It's no wonder that Paul says, I ask you therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. Don't be discouraged, Paul says. The gospel has been revealed to us. It's being revealed through us. Satan loses. We win because Jesus wins. And that brings us hope today. And so let's praise God. The mystery of the gospel has been revealed to us. And it's revealed through us. Not only to other people, but to Satan as we come and declare victory in Christ every Sunday. Let's pray. Gracious Father in heaven, uh, we praise and thank you that you have revealed this gospel mystery to us. Uh, It's nothing that we could figure out on our own. It is completely foreign to us. Uh, We couldn't put the pieces together to figure it out. You have to reveal it to us, and you have. Uh, You've revealed it to us through the gospel message of Jesus Christ. We thank you for revealing it to us, making it plain to us. And now we ask that you help us to make it plain to others. Uh, What joy fills our hearts that we get to take this, this message of hope and bring it to more and more people in the midst of uh, hopelessness. We get to fill them with all kinds of hope that they have freedom and access to you to approach you freely and confidently because of Jesus. What, mes- what, a, what a message of hope uh, that no matter what we are going through, uh, we have confidence that it's going to end one day because we are going to live in the land of the living uh, where we will see you face to face all because of Jesus. What joy fills our hearts that no matter what happens, Satan loses We win because Christ wins, and he has won for us. Fill us with hope today uh, with that message. Let us uh, treasure this message, this gospel mystery that's been made known to us. Let us approach your word eagerly and uh, with active listening and with an attitude of, of appreciation for this message that has been revealed to us once more. And then let us take it into the world so that more and more may hear the plain uh, message of hope through the gospel of Jesus. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for listening to this message today. It's my prayer that uh, it has changed your heart as you grew in the message of your Savior, Jesus. Again, if you wouldn't mind liking and subscribing, we'd be grateful for that. God bless your day.